This is a podcast from ABC Radio Overnights. I'm Rod Quinn. It is time to have a look at a couple of new books in the new year. Vanessa Dennis is our book reviewer. Vanessa, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Rod. I'm excited to be here. We are going to go for a swim in a moment. We're going to do a little bit of eating. But before we get to that, a book that a lot of people look forward to and a lot of people probably have read, it's Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney. Now, when this came out, I think late last year, I mean, there was a massive amount of publicity about it. And I didn't understand why. The whole sort of delights of Sally Rooney had passed me by. I'd not read any of her books. Tell me first about Sally Rooney. Why is it that so many people were interested in what she had to uh, offer second time round? I think, or this time round? This novel in particular, I think, stemmed from the uh, success of the TV series Normal People on Stan, which came out um, last year and uh, is based on her first novel and she's also written another one called Conversations with Friends. She's one of Ireland's probably most famous novelists at the moment uh, and I think her ability to scene set and write about everyday things and the, the trivialities of everyday life have really struck a chord with people I should say and look to be perfectly frank I think part of it also is the sex appeal of all her novels which have gained a lot of popularity in the last few um, last year or so. What, they've got explicit sex scenes in them? They definitely do, uh, quite explicit and oh, quite really? raw as well. I think it doesn't hype up on the glamour of it like something like Fifty Shades would. It's it's very organic oh. and uh, real, I should say. Okay. So what is Beautiful World, Where Are You all about? What's the plot? Uh, so it's about four young people. Um, starts off in their sort of mid-20s and as they're entering their 30s as well. Um, and one of them is a character called Alice, who's a famous Irish novelist herself. And after the success of her novels, has escaped to a small town uh, where she meets the other uh, protagonist, Felix, and they have a kind of on-again, off-again uh, relationship. And then it also tells the story of Elaine and Simon, who are Alice's best friends in Dublin, who she's grown up with. Um, so they're four distinct characters, um, but it kind of, talks about uh, in their own ways uh, as it swaps perspective uh, the realities as as you're approaching a new phase in your life and you start to question uh, your purpose and what you're doing and all the relationships you've had and the kind of um, the simplicities and complexities that can come with uh, overthinking I would say in your relationships. So talk about simplicity you think this might be a bit of a simplistic novel certainly the characters are simplistic. I think so. I I read it and I appreciated it, but it was something I was almost slugging my way through because I was waiting for something to happen. I mean, then all of a sudden I turned the last page thinking, oh, okay, well, that was that. Mm. And then I started to sort of marinate on it and think about it a little bit more. And I suppose what I appreciated was the character development in quite subtle ways. It was That was essentially what the book was about, just four people going through sort of different stages of their life and slowly growing from it. So when I say simplicity, it's, it's something that you go back and you think about and you realise actually there probably was a little bit more to that okay. character than I realised. And yeah, that's how I describe it. And it's also a book that when you're reading it, you think, oh yeah, I can see that happening to me. I mean, these are... 
realistic scenes from everyday life? I think so. I And realistic scenes and also realistic relationships. Um, some of the issues that each of them go through um, as couples themselves and as they uh, are friendships as well, you realise the nuances that come with um being young and also being overconfident, I would say, and how you're approaching life. Um, but they, I think she, Rooney hits the nail on the head in um, being able to kind of articulate the complexities of t- two female friends, for example, right. and then two friends who've grown up together, but then are also trying to have their own identity um, as they sort of start a new phase in their life and little things like that I appreciated. Okay. But like everything these days, mental health plays a large role in the story. How do you think that was handled? Yes. So the main protagonist, Alice, um, it touches on that she had a time in a psychiatric hospital before she decided to escape to a small town. And it, again, touches on how she's got this warped, unhealthy relationships with her mother and her brother and her struggles with mental health. I felt... Rooney addressed them very basically and you only really un- realise the extent of Alice's um, mental health struggles when the- she has random urges to self-harm when she's having an argument with Felix or the passive-aggressive comments made between her and Aline um, and other people that she cares for. And though these are significant in regards to how mental health can be um, expressed, I think Rooney missed an opportunity to delve further and, and, and kind of go beyond the, those stereotypical mental health presentations. I think she, she had a real opportunity to kind of take it further with all the characters and all the character development rather than just kind of throwing it in for a bit of shock value. Okay. So who's going to enjoy this book? Uh, I think people who've loved her previous novels are going to be happy that it, it follows the same style and format of, of letter writing and jumping between perspectives I think someone who is is looking to see what sort of subtle development is like is going to enjoy this you know it's not an action piece it's not a really a romance either I would say but it's rather reflecting on individual characters and how they grow so it it reflected related to me because I'm sort of in my approaching my late 20s and the questions they were having I've sometimes had myself but that being said I think someone who has also gone through those that's those struggles and and are quite confident in themselves is going to appreciate this um as well. Vanessa Dennis is our guest with the books this morning on Overnights. Stanley Tucci, he is one of the most popular actors in the world. Uh, he's been in such a diverse uh, number of roles from the Hunger Games series to Julian Julia about Julia Child, where he played um, Mr. Julia Child. And that film, which was all about food, that has inspired him as well. He's on that CNN series when he goes around Italy eating. <laughs> Sounds like a good job. And now he's got uh, a book of his own called Taste My Life Through Food. Well, let's start with what I usually ask you at the end. Who's going to enjoy this book? Well, uh, this one is a rave fest for me, for sure. I think people who love Stanley Tucci and all his novels, people who um, have food as a big part of their culture, for example, um, Stanley Tucci is American-Italian, so really reflects on his um, cultural relationship with food. And I think anyone who enjoys delving a little bit deeper into their gastronomy 
I suppose, literature. It's it's not just a cookbook. It's also a bit of a memoir. It's also a bit of dry humour. It's also a reflection. So this one reaches a lot of people, I think. Well, not only Julie and Julia, but uh, Big Night as well, which was set in an Italian restaurant, so perfect for him. Uh, so it's got recipes, it's got stories. What is in the book? One criticism I saw of this book was that it, it had big gaps in, in Tucci's history, but I think that is incorrect. I think this book is a reflection of his life and a reflection of his relationship with food. So it is a memoir, but it's it's got, um, I suppose, snippets of, of important aspects of his life. For example, his relationship with his mother as a child and her teaching him to cook and then how he met his wife over dinner and how they fell in love over dinner. And then it evolves further in, um, as he's a father himself and how he's trying to teach his children about food. So it's, um, it's a memoir, but with a theme, I suppose, is what we'd say. And then, of course, to to... I suppose, bookend um, this memoir. He's also got scattered through uh, recipes that have impacted him a lot um, throughout his life. Particularly, I warn people who are quite keen on keto, a lot of pasta recipes, which I will be trying myself. (laughs) Okay, that's what I'd like to know as well is when you look at the recipes, do you think, yeah, this is something that anybody could make or are they recipes that only someone who's played a chef in a movie can make? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Look, having a look through them myself, there's nothing uh, I haven't seen before. So I suppose prefacing that, it, it definitely is basic and for the novice dare I say um and but at the same time you know good Italian cuisine is known for being uh refined in its quality of ingredients and simplicity so you could almost argue that it's really true authentic um American Italian because it is basic and simple um and focuses on the quality of the ingredients more than anything else okay you'd love to go around to dinner at Stanley Tucci's house wouldn't you (laughs) I wish. Oh, now he's someone who will always be on my list of dinner parties. <laughs> yeah, that's with right. Famous people. <laughs> Whenever people say, "Oh, I'd like to have this person around," no, you want a chef, don't you? Now, finally, <laughs> uh, this morning, and this is for perhaps people who live in Sydney or who might be visiting Sydney. Places to Swim in Sydney by Caroline Clements. This is, I suppose, about beaches. It's about pools. It's about the harbour. What is it? It is indeed. If this one is um, something I got just before Christmas, I was going to gift it and then I ended up keeping it for myself. Um, and this one has all the popular, well-known, I suppose, spots of, of Sydney to swim in, such as Balmoral and um, uh, Milk Beach and all that. But it also has hidden gems, which I'm slowly starting to explore as I can. Different pools and bars that have been were unfortunately closed during the lockdown, but have reopened up. And I think um, not just amongst uh, my friends, but I think it's becoming more and more common to to go out and have a swim on a day rather than necessarily just hitting the beach. Mm-hmm. I think people are excited to go and explore and try and find these little um, swim spots. So this one was more of a shout out I wanted to give because I have been dipping to it quite regularly over the summer. So this one's Places to Swim Sydney, but it also has Places to Swim Australia, okay. which goes further um, and I think I will also be getting that one as a gift to myself in the <laughs> near future. <laughs> 
you know, it is quite literally a book to dip in and out of, I'm sure. Uh, but is there a problem with revealing where these secret locations are that you don't want everybody to know about them? Like, one of them is the Great McCallum Pool, which is in kind of the on the harbour there. You don't want people to know about it, do you? Oh, uh, look, you read my mind as I was saying some of the ones that I love because I was thinking, oh, I don't want everyone to go there. But at the same time, you can't you can't just hide them for yourself because it's something that you've got to let lots of people enjoy. And the more you, options you give people, the more chance that all the popular ones that are usually a little bit crowded, people going there might have a chance to disperse, dare I say. So, look, it was a double-edged sword suggesting this one, but I couldn't let it pass because I enjoyed it so much. And I think if people are keen swimmers, they've got to have an opportunity beyond just, you know, the top Google searches, which I normally go to, and then I think everyone else goes to as well. So that's where we all get in a jam when we're all there together. So does she rate them? Does she say, right, if you want a beach, this is the best place to go. If you want to uh, swim, you know, uh, with a flat surf, here's where you go. If you want to go to a pool where there aren't too many kids around or there are a lot of kids around, you know, these are the ones to go to? Yes. One of the reasons I love this book is because uh, it gives a great – uh, description it has great photography as well so you can see where you're going um, but it also um, also gives suggestions on on people who will like it and what to bring which I think is a good indication of what type of experience you're going to have going to each of these different pools you know is it going to be a bush bash to get there what's the parking like you know mm-hmm. uh, do you need um, to bring everything or you know are there bathrooms and sure. shops nearby that yeah. you can get so that's one of the pr- things I appreciate it is diversity in the locations but also diversity in what type of experience you're going to have is there a tap on the beach to wash the sand off your feet (laughs) that's really important uh what about clothing optional beaches oh well there we go exactly another reason that you need to look at the what to bring exactly before you actually so you don't want to turn up if you're going to be shocked (laughs) Exactly. And an indication is also how difficult is it to get to? Because the more difficult it is, the more likely clothes are going to be optional (laughs) in the end of it. (laughs) An interesting point, and I won't ask how you knew about it. Vanessa, thank you very much for those. So we have talked about Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney, Taste, My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci, and Places to Swim, Sydney by Caroline Clements. Vanessa, thanks very much. Talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Rod. Overnights with Rod Quinn on ABC Radio. Radio.